I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to the AIC podcast homily series for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, beginning with the first Sunday in Advent. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an orchestral and grand piano arrangement of Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, performed by Ricky Theory. The arrangement, used under license, is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation. For each of the four Sundays in the penitential season of Advent, the homily is given a title reflecting its theme. Near the end of the program, I'll provide a summary of other AIC resources on topics discussed in this episode. For this, the first Sunday in Advent, which marks the official start of a new church year, the title is The Coming of the Light. Listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series Advent, A Season of Penitence and Preparation, presented in four episodes linked from the digital library page, with the podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The video places Advent in its historical and theological context in the Anglican tradition of worship, including the when and why of the possible dates for First Sunday in Advent, Archbishop Cranmer's purpose in establishing the season of Advent as the start of each new Christian year, and commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel combinations in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Those seeking commentary on the gospel reading for First Sunday in Advent Matthew 21, verses 10 to 13, St. Matthew's account of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem should watch or listen to episode 1 in the Advent seasonal video series. John the Evangelist and Theologian's account of the triumphal entry, which is read on Palm Sunday, is discussed in episode 3 of the AIC seasonal video series, Lent, A Season of Penitence. The appointed first lesson in morning prayer for First Sunday in Advent is Malachi 3, verses 1 to 16 and 4, verses 4 to 6. In the Western Church Bible, the book of Malachi is placed at the end of the Old Testament. It was placed there to serve as a thematic transition to the New Testament. In the Eastern Church tradition, the book of Daniel, with many similar themes, is the final book of the Old Testament. In Malachi 3, verse 1, we read the verse that early Christians interpreted as a prophecy of John the Baptist. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. John the Baptist has other titles, including John the Forerunner and John the Last Prophet of the Old Testament. The Nativity narrative in chapter 1 of the Gospel of Luke reveals that even before his conception, John the Baptist's life was predestined by God for the preaching of repentance and a form of baptism intended to make the world ready for the coming of the long-expected Savior. The coming of a Savior and his coming again as judge 
were part of God's plan for humanity since before the creation of the world. Listen now for the evidence of judgment and salvation in this container of my own composition based on Psalm 50, the appointed psalm reading for morning prayer on first Sunday in Lent, using verses 1, 3, 4, 5, 7, 14, 15, 22, and 23. The Lord, even the most mighty God, hath spoken and called the world from the rising up of the sun until the going down thereof. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. There shall go before him a consuming fire and a mighty tempest shall be stirred up around him. He shall call the heathen from above in the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me with sacrifice. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. I myself will testify against thee, O Israel, for I am God, even thy God. Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most Highest, and call upon me in the time of trouble, so I will hear thee, and thou shalt praise me. O consider this, ye that forget God, lest I pluck you away, and there be none to deliver you. Whoso offereth me thanks and praise, he honoreth me, and to him that ordereth his way aright will I show the salvation of God. The two best scriptural summaries in preparation for both Advent and Christmas seasons are Matthew 25, verses 31 to 34, and John 3, verses 16 to 21. In the first selection from St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus refers to glory, which is derived from the Hebrew word Shekinah. In Christian art, the glory of the Lord is often represented by a blue and white oval or mandorla, based upon the Latin word for almond, surrounding the object. A second quarter 20th century example is clear in the Franz Mayer of Munich stained glass window on pages 15 to 17 in the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light, the Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel. Listen now for evidence of the intention of God from the beginning and for the coming of judgment as I read now from Matthew 25, verses 31 to 34, which is the gospel reading for a saint's day. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The other gospel preparation for understanding Advent is John 3, verses 16 to 21, which is read on Monday in Whitsuntide in the 28th Book of Common Prayer. The first verse is one of the most famous quotations from the Gospel of John. It is the start of St. John's interpretation of Jesus as the light coming into the darkness of the world. 
Listen now, though, for evidence of God's plan for judgment and salvation, keeping in mind that later in John's Gospel, in John 8, verse 12, Jesus will declare that I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. The kind of light which Jesus and St. John speak of cannot be seen, nor can it be understood purely by human logic and reason. This kind of light is an uncreated spiritual light which is visible only to those who believe. It is a light which illuminates our inner darkness. In Ephesians 6, verses 13 to 17, St. Paul's lesson on preparation for spiritual warfare, which is part of the epistle read on the 21st Sunday after Trinity, he advises Christians to cast off the darkness and put on the whole armor of God, including the helmet of salvation. He means the spiritual light of Christ through which any Christian can learn to open, quote, the eyes of our understanding. Earlier in this presentation, I read a catena on Psalm 50, which ended with this teaching in verse 23. Whoso offereth me thanks and praise, he honoreth me, and to him that ordereth his way aright, I will show the salvation of God. On Christmas morning, God literally showed us the promised salvation of God in his only begotten son's entry into human history. The spiritual study discipline called Christian spirituality teaches that receipt of this inner light into our hearts is a sovereign gift which comes only by the grace of God. How this gift works in the world was explained by Jesus in Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Other AIC resources available in video, podcast, and print media formats on topics discussed in this podcast homily and not previously mentioned, include from the AIC Bible Study Video Series New Testament Gospels. For more on the concept of spiritual light as interpreted by St. Luke, watch episode 21, linked from the Bible Study New Testament pages. From the AIC Bible Study Video Series Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, 
watch episode 27 for more on John's teachings on spiritual light in the New Jerusalem, also linked from the Bible study New Testament pages. From the AIC Christian Education video series, The War on Christianity and Your Best Defense Against It, learn more about the secular world's war on Christianity in Episode 1 through Episode 5, linked from the Digital Library page. From the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, from the first series on the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Saints, John is the focus of Episode 4, John the Baptist of Episode 10, Matthew of Episode 14, and Luke of Episode 16. From the second series on other saints from both the Eastern and Western Church traditions, Archbishop Thomas Cranmer is one of three English martyrs commemorated in episode 28. From the AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, Annotated and Illustrated, you can read more about Jesus' dialogue with Nicodemus in chapter 3 and more about I Am the Light of the World in chapter 8 and more of the other I Am declarations in the text box on page 33. From the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, read more about Matthew's account of Jesus on the coming of judgment in chapter 25. In Revelation, an idealist interpretation, read more about spiritual light in the text box Created versus Uncreated Light on page 181. In Christian Spirituality, an Anglican perspective, read about the primary premise of Christian spirituality, about Archbishop Cranmer's understanding of and use of spirituality in the Anglican tradition, commentary on the meaning and uses of blessed is, blessed are, and blessed be in the Psalms, and a primer on prayer and a guide to the development of personal prayer habits, and finally, Read more about guidelines for developing your own katane based upon scripture. In the prayer book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, read more about Psalm 50 and how and where it is used in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer on pages 117 to 119. In the Writing Prophets of the Old Testament, read more about the history of and organization of the Old Testament in Part 1, about the divisions between the major prophets and minor prophets in Part 2 and Part 3, and more about Malachi on pages 111 to 116. From Layman's Lexicon, the entry for Prophet and Prophecy and Savior. All these AIC bookstore publications are accessible using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage or directly using my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after .com must be in lowercase letters. Thank you for joining me for this podcast homily for First Sunday in Advent. The closing prayer is my adaptation of a 5th or 6th century evening prayer of thanksgiving from the Divine Liturgy of St. John Maron, who is the patron saint of the Maronite Catholic Church. 
Grant us, O Lord God, that we may stand in thy presence with tranquility at this hour, offering ceaseless praise and uninterrupted thanksgiving and acknowledging thy loving kindness, by which thou dost direct and rule our lives and protect and save our souls. And to thee we offer praise and thanksgiving now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.